You literally have not left me alone all day. What? What do you want? She loves you. Hey, just because Brent only gets so many days off in the week. <laughs> Set your phases to sexy. catch up on obi-wan we also uh have a review for the first episode of ms marvel on disney plus are all those right-wing nut bars who think girls shouldn't be in superhero things right spoiler they're a bunch of assholes (laughs) (laughs) uh but first we have ryan that's me hello we have kevin hi and we have Jen. Hello. Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this episode? Uh, this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Now, I don't know if that's just me not finding it or if it just wasn't there. I don't know. But um, let's start off with, well, this was long enough ago. Uh, so we got after we went off the air last uh, episode, we, there was of course more Star Wars news coming out of Star Wars Celebration. So we might as well start there. Yep. Um, we had confirmation that in the new Ahsoka series, Sabine and Hera will be appearing, and um, everybody's new favorite droid, Chopper. Yay! Uh, in live action. So our our longtime hopes and theories of this being like a sequel to Rebels, well, it looks like it may be. Yay! I'm excited. Uh, in case you couldn't tell. Yes. <laughs> uh, there was a Bad Batch season two trailer and a release date. Season two of Bad Batch starts September 28th. Everybody also excited, the- but less so than Ahsoka. Yes, we got to see a young Wookiee with a lightsaber. What? Did you not see this trailer? I'm sure I did. Oh. Yeah, well, there's a little Wookiee with a lightsaber. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be a good one. Um, and then uh, we had some other announcements. Uh, another cartoon series called Tales of the Jedi. It'll be a, an anthology <laughs> season, a series similar to what we did, we got with like Visions, and then they also announced cool. another season of Star Wars Visions. Ooh, ooh! So lots of new Star Warsy stuff, along with all the stuff we talked about last time. So much Star Wars. Yeah, Star it's Wars. Good. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Here's another good one. This week. We celebrated, well, at least I did, I don't know about you, Ghostbuster Day. Yay. 
Yay! Is a thing Sony's doing now on the anniversary of the, I guess, release of the original movie in theaters. Okay. And so they did a whole thing on the Sony at the at the back lot there where they've got their little Ghostbusters area. And they had some announcements. And so we, they announced a new animated series is coming to Netflix. Cool. Um, we have an announcement of a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's currently being worked on, so they got Jason Reitman and his writing partner are still writing the script, but the working the code name is Firehouse, which yeah. hints at what the story will be about, which also makes sense because the Firehouse is going to get possessed. It could be well, I think which could be an interesting story if they keep it the, the kind of size and scope of, af, of you know of Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing that bonus, like the after credit scene that we got, where they you know drive Ecto One back to the firehouse, and the firehouse is all like worn down and dirty, and you know I could see an interesting story coming out of them like reopening the firehouse, right? Mm-hmm. Getting cleaning. Plus, we, at the end, right, we saw that the containment unit looked like it was failing. Yeah. So that could be an interesting story right there, right? Involving the firehouse mm-hmm. and cleaning it up. And Jason, you know, um, he did make comments about um, about maybe bringing back um, Vigo no. somehow. <laughs> and then say, there's got to be more than one painting of, of him out there, right? Maybe there's a painting <laughs> of him riding a horse. Hmm. Um, now, I don't know. I don't think they need to bring him back. Uh, in this movie, if they had him, if they did treat it like they did with the video game, where it was like the painting was in containment, like in a special containment, and hung on the wall, and you'd go walk by and he'd make snide comments at you, that's fine. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Have a well, sarcastic ego on the wall. It might be a little harder now, too, because uh, the the person that the painting is based off of is no longer among, among the living and neither is the guy who did his voice. So it's called uh, voice actors and CGI. Hmm. Cause I bet you right now, if, if they had a voice actor that kind of sounded the same, I couldn't tell you that it wasn't the same guy. <laughs> and hmm. so then we got that news announcement. And then we got one more little ghostbuster announcement. Um, I guess Dark Horse now is going to be the home of Ghostbuster comic books. Oh, really? I didn't see that. And they announced (coughs) that Dark Horse will be publishing a series that will serve as a direct sequel to Afterlife. And helps to set up the next chapter of the franchise. Hmm. Let's see. Cool. That the only thing with that to me, like um, Dark Horse is not a bad idea to to hold the the uh, Ghostbuster license. They they have proven time and again they know how to deal with licensed properties and do them well. Mm-hmm. But uh, that has been over at IDW for the last number of years. And I, Ryan would know better than me. It's been a while since they've done anything with it, right? Yeah, they haven't really had anything new out, I don't think, since uh, that uh, the multiversal crossover with like all the Ghostbusters. And was that well before the new movie came out? Yes. Yeah. 
So they, they may have lost it quite some time ago and just we were unaware. But yeah. you look at idea, IDW, like publishing slate, like as over the years has been a few creator owned things, not a huge amount, stuff like lock and key, for example, and licensed titles made up the majority of it. But you look at the licenses they no longer have. Yeah. It's wow. Like they, they've lost Transformers. They lost G.I. Joe. They've mm. now lost Ghostbusters. Uh, right now, that leaves like Turtles, I guess. And My Little Pony. Maybe My Little Pony. But even then, I'm, you would expect that might be going somewhere, too. They lost. They had partial comic rights to um, Star Wars by doing those kids books. And those are headed over to Dark Horse as well. Yeah. I know they had some kind of a license for X, uh, X-Files, even though they weren't really doing anything with it, just because they popped up. Anytime they do like those infestation or some of those little crossover events. Yeah. They'd have like, I, I, an X-Files book or something, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think in that case, that's not a license that really damages them too much. I, no, it's I don't think it did so well for them to begin with. No, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, just kind of curious. Like it's like, what are they going to do over there? Yeah, I know part of it is they're doing an initiative of like creator own stuff, but like that's a lot of holes to fill. Unless that's maybe the plan. Maybe they're downsizing a little bit. Mm-hmm. They still have um, Star Trek, don't they? Uh, yes. As, as far as I know, Star Trek is still there because they did put out. Uh, <clears throat> there was an issue, a one shot for Rengi episode centered warp uh, issue centered around Quark that came out about a month ago. And I picked so. up um, a Star Trek Discovery comic on Free Comic Book Day when I was at the store. Yeah, so that I wouldn't. I would guess that license has to at least go for a while or that wouldn't have been in free comic book day. You know, why promote something that's going to do? No, it wasn't a free like, comic book day book. It was a, Oh, okay. I, I bought a star Trek discovery comic uh, on free comic book day on free comic book day. I see. It was all about grudge the cat. <laughs> nice. All right, so, next. Uh, yeah, well, just I think it'll be interesting to see what they do and then how much, you know, that's the problem when you some, sometimes do these sequels in comic book form that, like, do they or do they not actually count in the cinematic, you know, when the movies come out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's that was it for Ghost Bowl. They, they had an, uh, oh, they had an update on the uh, HasLab Ghostbusters Proton Pack. And they were showing off. It's going to be all contained. It's going to weigh 15 pounds, have some real metal parts. And one of the new features they have announced is that there will be some interactivity between it and the proton wand that had previously come out. I guess if you, uh, you, you will be able to turn the pack back on after you've turned it off. Oh, okay. Uh, if you like turn it off using the switch, I guess you have like a, there's a, still a window where you can turn it back on using the proton wand or something. So instead of having yeah. to reach back and use the switch every time, so mm-hmm. that's interesting for someone like me who's getting it. Wah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 
and they talked about some of the other stuff, like they showed off the there was that Egon booklet, which would be like a sixteen page, uh, page booklet. Now it's gonna be like a thirty two or thirty six page book, and uh, just a bunch of you know some of the, the the stuff. Still waiting, still wanted. <laughs> Um, okay, so Netflix, I guess, had a bit of, it was like their Geek Week or something. I don't know what the theme was or something. They did a bunch of announcements. Um, they showed off a video for, it wasn't a trailer, it was kind of like a behind-the-scenes, like, hey, look, we're making this movie with uh, Jamie Foxx. Hey, I remember his name this time. Yes, you And yeah. it's, called, it's, uh, it's called Day Shift, and it's being made, I guess some of the people working on it are the uh, stunt guys from John Wick. Yeah. And so it's pretty much a you know, vampire hunter John Wick movie. So John <laughs> Wick with vampires. Okay. And mm. uh, so I'm on board. That sounds cool. It, uh, at the very least, it'll have some really cool action. It'll be, you know, it might be one of these ones just, you know, sit down, put your feet up. Turn your brain off and have a good night. Um, another Netflix announcement was they uh, have signed on a second season of uh, the Kevin Smith-led Masters of the Universe cartoon. Uh, the first Yay. season was Revelations. This season is a Masters of the Universe Revolution. I still want to get a doll of the sorceress, uh, Evil Lynn as the sorceress. Yeah. Or figure. Yeah. I just love the bat cape. Oh, oh God, she looks so cool. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was a good look. So that will be coming. It'll still be a while. I think I read he was already, he was just finishing off like the fifth script. And they may have had some early look of like some early sentence, some early, uh, I guess drawings or some early um, work from the first episode or something, maybe. So it's still a while away. Uh, then we're into trailers. We got a bunch of new trailers this week. Mm-hmm. Some for stuff I know nothing about, like Sandman. Oh, oh you that guys know so about good. it. That does look good. I am very looking forward to that. Um, I forget where is Sandman playing. Netflix. It's a Netflix. Netflix. Okay, so it's part of the yep. Geek Week Netflix stuff. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess we're keeping Netflix for a little while longer. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Sandman fans, thoughts? I think Casting looks really good. Yeah. And, yep. yeah. I, they don't go too much into what the plot is, um, but, like, the setting looks really good, the cast looks really good. Um, I'm sure there have been some haters that the person who's playing death is a person of color, but screw them. Um, it just looks so awesome. <laughs> yeah, the the only weird thing, is, and it's more like just like I don't think it's going to be bad because in reality I don't see how how much if they're following the first couple books fairly closely how much it will change anything is the fact that uh jenna coleman and we knew this already but we got a little bit more insight jenna coleman from uh one of our favorites doctor who is playing 
what Joanna, Ca- Joanna Constantine, Constantine, who is a character that does show up in one of the issues of um, Sandman, but like in like the 1800s. So apparently she's playing two different versions of this character, one current day and one in the 18th century. And the character is being described as an ancestor of John Constantine and an occult detective. Like uh, um, Neil has also said in like an interview that it's sort of a modern update of Constantine. Like, but it begs the question, why didn't they just use John Constantine? (laughs) Ooh, <laughs> like maybe. I'm sure there are reasons, but I'm curious what those reasons are. Yeah, uh, right. Was, probably. I'm thinking it might have something to do with um, a Justice League Dark movie that was uh, uh, talked about for a while. Yeah, yeah. Was, and, that, well, and he that. was also on yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we forgot because we talked about this a while ago. J.J. Abrams is working on a Justice League Dark thing because mm. there's been rumors the last couple of weeks that uh, DC and Warner Brothers aren't exactly happy with him because he's going at a snail's pace. <laughs> so that that may very well be it. I I kind of hadn't put those two dots together, but that makes sense, Kevin. You're right. Yeah. Especially since this isn't at a the streaming service that's doing this is it's not a Warner Brothers owned property, right? Like it's mm. Netflix, so it's <coughs> been loaned out, so to speak. Yeah. But uh first season's ten episodes and drops in August. Yep. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope it's good. Cause there was a period during the the early days of my internet adding where I followed film scripts and stuff like that. And there was a Sandman script that came across my screen at one point. That was awful. (laughs) Like just like, like it was a legit draft that was being worked on at like before I found it, obviously, but it, it was (laughs) not good. It it turned Sandman into like a superhero show, like a superhero movie, which is not what that series is. Yeah. Well, here's hoping then this will be good. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, next we had uh, the full trailer for Prey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Let's know what? Come... Before you guys get into that movie, I just want to say, because I know you guys are excited about it. It's not my movie. I don't want to see it. But it's a very, very interesting premise. Yes. That's that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah Predator versus Native Americans and your old timey Europeans, mm. which I didn't think we were going to see because I wasn't sure of exactly of the time like how far back it was. Yeah, and, but then to say oh all of a sudden we see some Europeans you know like with like uh, guns and you know like. Raccoons, beaver pelts, and raccoon skin hats and stuff. Say, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I also like would like to dispute because there's a, there is that we mentioned them before. There's that segment of nerd culture out there that's like, how could a girl with a bow and arrow defeat the the super technology of 
the Predators. They've got lasers and guns. This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, <laughs> dude, watch the first movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger beats the Predator with a stick and a bow and arrow that he makes out of two sticks. Yeah, covered in mud. <laughs> the weaponry that he takes out the Predator with is actually less advanced than what the natives are using in this trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it looks cool. Like, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because I th- the problem with the... The Predators is there's not like a there hasn't been a real different take on the idea in a while, which this looks like it is and could be cool. Mm hmm. And I still don't want to see it. (laughs) Well, it's coming to Disney Plus, so you don't have to worry. Brent can just watch it in the basement someday. Yep. Or come over here and watch it with me. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last trailer on my list that I have was one of these ones we've been waiting a while to see and it's Black Adam. Oh yeah. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. With The Rock and Pierce Brosnan and other people. So it's interesting to me that The Rock is just based on that trailer that The Rock is going against his usual movie characters to play a villain or an anti-hero. I'm not entirely sure how, what Black Adam's going to turn out to be, but you know that the, they're, they're like you have the chance to do good, and he's like nah. And that's very much not what I know. He started off in the Scorpion King as a bad guy, but yeah, yeah, the, that that, count. the persona that he's kind of cultivated for himself as a Hollywood star has not typically gone towards villains. So I'm really interested in this. Well, I, I think we're going to get the journey from um, from villain to anti-hero here. I think mm. it, it's going to be, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. If it follows the story of Black Adam, it, you know, a little, if, if, you know, even if it's a little bit close to the way he's usually portrayed, you know, that's how he's portrayed, right? It's like he could easily be helping everybody and working, being the good guy, but then it's like, oh, wait, this doesn't actually cross with my interests, so I don't care anymore. And then he could be considered the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, knowing absolutely nothing about Black Adam, I'm very much looking forward to this movie. And it's a very good looking cast, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Not that that's the only reason I go see movies, but. And the portrayal of the few heroes we've seen and their power sets so far have looked good. It's the best Hawkman has ever looked in live action. Oh my God. The Hawkman looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that actor is just great. I've loved him since leverage. Yes. Adam Smasher was looking good. Took me a while to remember his name. I kept wanting to call him the Adam, but no, in this guy, this one goes big, not small. We didn't see Cyclone in this trailer. No. But, uh, and then, well, Dr. Fate, you know, it's there is great a, to see Dr. Fate on the. There is posters out of all the characters, including yeah. Cyclone. Oh, yes. yeah. So there's images out there now. I just don't think we saw her in action on the tra- in the trailer. And. Uh, 
and uh, one of the things that uh, I liked was Movie Bob. And like, I think this is a good thing because Movie Bob uh, tweeted out those posters along with like, hey, look, the DCU has uh, discovered the other spectrum of colors that exist out there because the posters <laughs> are all nice and colorful. It's not like just like Dray. two stark colors like the Batmans yeah. were red and yeah, red and black or gray or yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the part in the trailer too when um, the people roll up on him on in the little van, the little like, and he's like, he's walking and the person shoots a missile at him. He's like, um, did he just catch a missile? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. We have a ways. I still wait for that one too, but uh, you know. We have plenty of movies coming our way. Um, and yeah, that's it for me on news. I know there might be some other stuff. Um, anybody? Did you all did you all see the trailer I posted to our Facebook page this morning for the new Disney animated film that I had no idea was coming? Yeah. Called Strange I saw it, World. But I didn't see it. Like I saw. The... Oh yeah, I was actually going to ask you a little bit <coughs> about that because like that seems to have come out of kind of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I know nothing about it. Um, I've been trying to do a little research on it right now, and um, I find very little, except that it's by the same people who directed Beauty and the Beast 30 years ago. Um, <clears throat> so it looks really cool, kind of cute, and sort of like it's a it's got this retro 50s sci-fi vibe going for it. Um, but yeah, that's but that trailer is all I know. Uh, so, yeah, um, it, it looks like a cool Disney film that I'll be down to see, but uh, I don't know anything more about it than than that. Oh, that reminds me. I did see one little bit of thing, uh, this, the, maybe just today or yesterday, um, talking about how this long-rumored um, Thunderbolts movie is getting even closer to be to being made. Sounds like they've made on the – there's – not an official announcement, but it sounds like they've got a director and a writer. Hmm. So. Also, did you guys see the um, trailer that just got released for Rob Zombie's The Munsters? I ha- I've seen short. the set photos. I hadn't seen the, the teaser yet. There was a teaser that came out yesterday. Uh, um, it is... It, it looks like the monsters. So, uh, yep. That's about all I can say is it looks like the monsters. So, yeah, that's about all I've got. Um, so, uh, did we talk about Joe Cazada leaving Marvel last no, episode? No, we didn't. I just heard about this too. So let's talk about that. So, um, we, Ryan and I had first heard about it doing one of our videos for, uh, our employer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, somebody had mentioned that like, yeah, it looks like he's gone. And then it, it sounds like he has retired from his position at Disney slash Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is off to do other things. Um, he, ha- he has stated he's not going far. 
Um, and today, some comic book artwork surfaced on his Twitter. Oh, um, nothing specific, just a couple panels. Um, so it might be a a Marvel thing. Who who knows? Um, he said it, it, when he tweeted about like him leaving in the coming weeks and months, I'll be able to talk about some of my new projects. I'll ho- I hope you'll find them intriguing enough to come along for the ride. Hmm. Um, I'm a little leery putting this out there, but I'm like, it's pretty public to begin with. So if you follow the, if you follow the lines and stuff, um, there is a uh, distinct possibility that Joe Quesada might be featured on our podcast in the future. Oh. Um, so for uh, listeners who are unaware of my other podcasting past, so to speak, uh, I have interviewed Joe a number of times. Uh, we, we have always been on friendly terms up until... Uh, he switched email addresses. I had his personal email addresses for, for years and years and years. He always, always replied was, has always been cool with me. Like all the way through, uh, so, but, so I tweeted at him when I saw his, his tweet of like, Hey Joe. Um, so the, one of the first times I interviewed him was during, the height of um, Marvel Knights, and uh, it was right before Garth Ennis took over Punisher. The second time I interviewed uh, interviewed him was the day before the Marvel dis like Disney buying Marvel was announced. <laughs> so I brought this up and like. I figure I should be doing an interview with you about whatever this new project is. And the reply I got back was absolutely. We'll figure it out. Oh, nice. Oh. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when it, it might not be for months. Somebody, and I'm not even saying we're going to get first crack at him. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. My ego is not that big. Trust me. <laughs> Neither is our but, audience. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a there is I would say at least a seventy to eighty percent chance he will be appearing on the show before whatever this new project is comes out. Hmm. So, uh, like I said, Joe's always been Joe has always been good to me in terms of interviews. Um, he has always been friendly and nice and uh, pretty pretty engaging and honest. So. Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, to be honest, I, I'm happy to see him behind a drawing board again. Cause that's been, it's, it's been one of the, like, I know like his creative stuff has been, he's been helping out the Marvel universe for years and years and years and sort of guiding the ship in the comic department. And then he got bumped up a little bit more, but I, I, in, in a lot of ways, I sort of liken it to Dave Grohl in the Foo Fighters. Dave in the Foo Fighters is really good, but every once in a while you just wish he would get behind the kit for somebody else's band because he's an amazing drummer. And it's the same with Joe. As an artist, he's always been really good. And I'm curious, especially now, like because he's – I know he's done things here and there. Like every once in a while there'd be a variant cover done by Joe or something like that. 
but I I'm curious what a full story drawn by Joe would look like at this point. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. Like, I've heard all kinds of weird rumors about that. Like maybe he's going to DC to become like the Kevin Feige of DC. Um, but like nothing, nothing is concrete has been posted. I think it's people just speculating wildly. Mm, I, I, if he is, wouldn't be. I do. I would guess it's not going to be for a year or maybe more. Like a contract like his with Marvel, and like he, it may not have even been with Marvel. Probably would have been with Disney proper at this point. Right. Because he was like he was like not a CEO, but like getting close to that kind of thing. Yeah. But like stuff like that usually has non compete clauses for like. Oh, sure. amount of years, even if you were, t- especially if you like leave on your own accord as opposed to being kicked out. Right. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at some point if he doesn't do work with them. I just don't see him. I see this now like Joe, if I'm not mistaken, is in his 50s. Um, he's he's worked hard. I could see this is like he's. Going to be in like doing stuff he wants to do and hasn't been able to do due to his position. Right. Essentially, I see him doing creative stuff and kind of whatever he wants. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in a year or two, there is some DC covers by him or some comic stuff or uh, things here and there. I don't see him taking a management role again, especially given the current state of Warner brothers discovery and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like the money would be good, but I'm not sure the headaches would be worth it. Mm. Cue to next episode where uh, Warner brothers makes the announcement that they've hired Joe and I'm completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <Never laughs> um, Anybody else got any news or are we uh are we moving on to the review portion? Guess we're I moving got on. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sometimes it's a slow news week. Yeah. Uh let's start with Obi-Wan because it's uh more of a little bit of a catch up and uh I think the the bigger discussion will probably be about Ms. Marvel, so uh Obi Obi Wan episode four dropped this week. Of this recording. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Uh, Still pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What can you say about it? It's it's everything you kind of expected and kind of want. I'm still super happy that it's the story of basically Obi-Wan and Leia. Um, I still am very, very pleased with that. And I also like... And noticed a bit more in this episode that I think we mentioned it in the last podcast that, you know, Obi-Wan's probably cut himself off from the force. So I like that in in this episode and in the last one, you see him kind of struggling to get back some of the powers he once had. Mm. And, you know, more towards the end of this, like this one, he's like trying to move stuff with the force. And then by the end of this one, he's like holding back the ocean and. It's it's really neat to see. I really like how they're kind of slowly building him back up to what he used to be after he's fallen apparently so far. Mm. I find that really interesting. And oh, little Leia is still freaking a 
adorable. <laughs> she is kind of amazing, isn't she? She's such a good little actress, and I, she's, yeah. I, except for it makes me wonder. <laughs> now I know hindsight, and you know this was obviously made after the original Star Wars. But I'm like, why in the message to R2 did she was she like, hey Obi Wan, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars instead of hey Obi Wan, remember that time when I was ten when you saved me from. <laughs> The evil Jedi. <laughs> but isn't she going by, isn't he going by Ben? Like, doesn't she know him as Ben? Uh, yeah, that's this true. Story? But people have called him Obi-Wan around her. And she's not dumb. Well, there is that. Yeah, there also is like, what, eight years between this and then? So she may forget that he was Obi-Wan? I suppose, I suppose. But... Just remember him as Ben until, like, no, no, maybe after, like, talking with Luke and everybody and I'll think, oh shit, yeah, oh, that was the same oh my god, and then all the memories <laughs> come flooding back and that's why, you know, she names her kid after him. Yeah, maybe. That, there's really nothing there's that. nothing in that message that leads you to believe, like, that it she doesn't know who she's talking to. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things that, like, it, it, she, it could just be more of a formal request. Yeah. I know. Maybe she thinks he won't remember her. Oh, maybe. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Leia is rescued. Uh, there's there's a whole whack of name dropping of various things uh, in the Easter egg count. Planets from video games. In, in fact, yeah. we got it, this had a lot of stuff featured apparently from that uh, Fallen Order video game. Like you oh. get the Purge Troopers and all that sort of stuff showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I forget who I was talking to about this uh, the, the, earlier this week about this episode, but it's like, did nobody say, like, huh? It's kind of funny how nobody noticed that he had four feet and two of them were a lot smaller than his regular feet. And a giant, that. like, child-sized hump on his side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the hump could be just, oh, an alien body, sure, or, uh, you know, something weird There's like not that. not really but... any aliens in the Empire, though. Oh, no, exactly. That's, That's what thing. I thought, too. Except for those star-nosed mole people. They weren't really in the Empire. They're just more, like, not fighting them. He was a full-on empire sympathizer yeah you know. yeah but i mean well, like he might like, like the, the empire but it doesn't mean the empire actually likes him though yeah like i mean like they don't tend to recruit aliens to be part of the army and the the like part to of the stationed, yeah to be stationed on bases and things like that mm-hmm. because they jerks Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, there's not a whole lot we can say about this episode other than it's awesome, and I can't wait to see where where it's gonna go. Yeah, the uh, it was in, the interrogation was interesting. Oh. Watching Leia resist. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, when Vader shows up and he's just pissed at pissed at her because her she let Obi Wan get away originally, and he's like, oh, when he lets her get away, then he just like grabs her and like up in the air choke and he's like ah, 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 wait I got a tracker he's like oh of course you did you bastard yeah I find oh, or Darth Vader and I know there was you know obvious limitations to what special effects could do but I find this Vader to be a lot more frightening than the Vader you get in uh, the original Star Wars movies 
I mean, I didn't. I don't ever recall finding him particularly frightening. He's just like dude dressed in black. Um, but he's definitely a lot more. He's a lot quicker to anger. He's a lot more. Um, and it might just be because he's new to the role, but he's a lot quicker to anger. He's a lot more free with his murdering. Um, yeah, he's filled I, with rage still. Yeah, he's a lot scarier than the, I guess, old man Vader you get later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's cool that it's Hayden Christensen, but it didn't need to be Hayden Christensen if we're never no. really going to see his face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. We well, did. Well, we did. Say, there was that one scene in the last, in the third episode, that one shot of the the ghost of Anakin that Obi Wan sees. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm. Like, we just see Vader in the back of the tank. Yeah. yeah. So do we think that uh, third sister, Reva, Reva, whatever her name is, is uh, a youngling that survived the temple massacre? Yeah. For sure? For sure. Oh, yeah. Once again, it goes back to the otherwise, why, why even show that scene? Mm, I guess just to set the stage, but I agree. I like, I think she is too, for sure. But I guess they're trying to make it sneaky. Yeah. So all the Jedi that were dead and kind of like frozen in ember being embalmed yeah they didn't look dead like they looked just frozen in ember it's like you know you could thaw them out and they'd be fine it's like like drained or something something. yeah or close their eyes yeah yeah but that was that was sort of the the vibe that we got so the first time we actually saw that was in an episode of rebels because there's that effort in fact, Jen, it was playing when we went to that 80s toy store last weekend. <laughs> the, the episode where the Empire is using Jedi and kind of black Sith magic in order to do the rumors of a Jedi like surviving to draw the other ones out. Mm-hmm. So it's this is, I guess, part of the start of it. I've seen other things of like this is also a part of where the emperor starts like you know experimenting and doing stuff with cloning and midichlorians and all that sort of stuff in order to you know get himself going later on. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It's you know in a weird way if that's the case that this all ties back to Grogu and the Mandalorian later on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I like how they're filling in the gaps or they're trying to like the things that basically they Star Wars got made fun of for in the movies like Mandalorian. They're like or even in the most recent movies with the Emperor being like the clones of the Emperor. They're kind of like, no, no, no. The plan is sound here. Look, they will show you all the little details that you didn't get in the movies that make you go. Oh, that's why. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's sad that they have to do it as a TV show and they couldn't have just explained it in the movie, but yeah. (laughs) I'm curious to see how the, because we've got two episodes left. So I'm very curious to see how this all ends. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we know parts of it, right? Like it's kind of the interesting thing slash anticlimactic 
at the same time. He's yeah, got to like, go back to the cave. We we know yeah. he lives. We yeah. know Leia lives. Like Obi Wan, <laughs> Obi Wan, Leia, they they all make it out of this alive. So does Darth Vader. Really, the question, and even a couple of the uh, the Inquisitors, if Rebels is to be believed. Now we know <laughs> we have something in there that like they have to kind of explain at some point, maybe if Rebels is still canon. Yeah. But it might not be. But if it is, we know that there's a bunch of other guys who, like, a bunch of the other Inquisitors get out of this alive. And uh, one of them we haven't seen in anything other than the show. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. All right. So, yep, it continues to be good. Watch Mm -hmm. it if you like Star Wars. If you don't like Star Wars, this probably still isn't going to convince you. (laughs) On to the debut into the MCU. Ms. Marvel started this week. And um very intriguing. Very very different. Good. Like how it was shot, how it was put together. Again, it doesn't look like the rest of the MCU shows. Like, no. there's definitely some threads in there that that are part of that, especially with the music cues and stuff. But the use of animation in the show is really good. Yeah, it's like they're go- they're gearing it towards a less serious, probably younger audience because which she is, is fine. what, 16? Yeah, which is fine. Um but I was, <laughs> as we're watching this episode, I'm remarking to Brent, I'm like, you know, you're getting old when you like feel bad for the parents. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're, they're 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 trying to meet her halfway, and she just doesn't get it. Because <laughs> mm. you know, I'm old. <laughs> her mom is her mom is very overbearing, though. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But the question is, is she overbearing due to religious and cultural re- reasons? Or is it something else? Yeah. Bum, bum, she, bum. She, must, she must know that that the uh, bracelet, I suppose, for lack of a better word, had some sort of power because she snatched it out of Kamala's hand so quickly and was like, it's junk, it's junk, just put it all in the, in the, in the attic. So she must know something's up with it. And she yeah. didn't see it when, when Kamala snuck back in. Her I looked, her sleeves were down far enough to cover it. So her mom wouldn't have seen her wearing it and be like, what's that? Where did you get that? So, exactly. I'm intrigued to see how much she knows. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, uh, interesting to see how the uh, popular girl reacts moving forward, too. Yeah. Like, is she going to become the go the Flash Thompson route of becoming, you know, yeah, Miss Marvel's biggest fan, or do we see something else actually happen to her, and does she become like an actual villain, like with powers or something? In the comics, she's she and Kamala end up friends because it's also been established that they've known each other since they were very small. Remember, her mom used to drive Kamala to preschool. So uh, I, I don't think I don't think we're going to get a new villain out of out of the uh, out of the popular, popular girl. girl. Well, that's good. I like the the best friend slash possible love interest dude. He's adorable. 
This is Bruno, the one we do talk about. Yes, we do talk about this Bruno. Yes. <laughs> no, I thought he was a, a nicely drawn character. I, I yeah. thought uh, I liked the relation. Obviously, he wants he wants things to be a little bit more than just friends. But uh, Kamala, being a sixteen year old girl, doesn't un- does, doesn't see that. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe kind of maybe interesting. not. But again, like just even based on Kamala's upbringing, it's like she's got so much other crap she's dealing with. She probably is not thinking about love at this point in time. I also think he's <laughs> got a lot going on too, though, right? He yeah. Lives, he seems he to live to... by himself over a convenience store. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of implied that he lives with his grandmother, maybe. And the amount of food that Mrs. Khan sent home with him, you know, yeah. just to make sure he's eating. Uh, that was I, sweet. I think the cons, the cons look out for him. Yeah, I think that's sweet. Um, I I have never really read the the comic. Like I I did the first volume like years and years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't really kept up with it other than when she appears in other series. Hmm. But I I really like the show. It, it's mm-hmm. different, yeah. which is what I I kind of want. Yeah. I agree. I like the uh, I like it when she gets a little uh, out out of her lost in her head and has her yeah. little fantasy moments, mm-hmm. like with like the whole plan to get to Avengers Con. <laughs> I'll I'll do a fantastic jump escape out of my room and then uh, and in the reality she jumps on the branch and it snaps and she falls two stories to her you know. To <laughs> the it's just like that was that was my way back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, the plan to jump off the bridge and land their bikes on top of the bus and then jump off that to get on the bus. Oh, shit. And then she gets there and like the bus driver literally closes the door on her as she's entering and she loses. He's like, oh, well, do you think my bike will still be there? And he's like, oh, in Jersey City? Um, Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I also, I that was another thing. I really like that there's humor and in, in nice humor uh comedy beats in this too. Yeah. Um I I really I I'm assuming and I really hope that we're gonna get Captain Marvel showing up at some point in this series. Mm. Um especially if she's gonna be in the movie. I hope we get an introduction in the in the TV show first. But uh I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her explore her powers and uh you know find out who the villain is. <laughs> yeah, we mm. haven't got a villain yet. And yeah. And, like, there isn't really, like, we know some of the key people have been cast in this, but it doesn't really seem like there's anybody's been cast as any particularly recognizable villain. Now, could be somebody changed or anything like this, something like that. Yeah. But the the, the one thing I didn't realize, because I, I, when you watch the their, that mid-credit uh-huh. sequence... Is I didn't realize that one of those people has already been introduced as he, he part of damage Spider-Man. control. Yep, he was in Spider-Man. Yeah, and I had ah. completely whiffed on it. So uh, one theory I've heard floated around is that maybe he's the Nick Fury of the Young Avengers. Ah, maybe. Nick Fury is floating out in space right now, I, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, there, the, have, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, the one thing I was trying to remember, 
was so the the Avengicon yep. <laughs> took place at Camp Pendleton, right? Which is the, the home of the of Captain America is where he trained in the US. Okay. Um didn't that blow up in Winter Soldier or am I mistaken? I was gonna say I don't think it was actually at Camp Pendleton. I think it was just the signage and stuff for that area was made up to to make it to make That's it what be I said. Captain. Uh, oh, okay. Camp I thought it was because it looks like it's kind of an army base. Yeah. And well, it, this... and it was outside of New Jersey. Mm. Like yeah. in. So that's kind of why I thought, like, maybe that's what it was, but. And then, well, the whole camp may not have been blown up, just that bunker they were in, right? They got hit. Mm. And it could have been rebuilt by now. That yeah, that's a long true. time ago. There, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it, but yeah, if you actually follow the movie timeline, it, it would have been quite a while ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Other thing, too, is, you know. Kamala being such a huge fan fangirl, like she's grown up with the Avengers, right? Mm. Um, if, if she's 16 and the year is 2023 and Tony Stark showed up in 2008, you know, that means that uh, Iron Man's been around as long as she's been alive. So yeah. like the mm. superheroes, the superheroes have been a part of her life for her entire life they've been yeah, public yeah. for her entire life so it makes it's sense like with, that, uh, like with kate bishop yeah and that's the thing they so they have come out with uh, a placement for this in the timeline i guess if you actually i guess there's a setting on disney plus if you are or a section where they've got them in chronological order the marvel MC, the mcu stuff uh for viewing and this falls um in the, around the same time as hawk as hawkeye and and I guess they, oh, they, they also had they may have Moon Knight in there on there too, but it doesn't matter. That one's a little more ambiguous. But um, oh, excuse me. So yeah, they came out. I think I was reading. I was reading it today. They've come out and said yes, this takes up place around the same around the same time as Hawkeye, like that same like year ish, uh, which would put this at like in the MCU time of being. I think it's twenty twenty four. Four or 2025. I think it's 2024. So, because it's, I guess, the, the end game was in like 20, uh, yeah, 2023. Is when end game took place, I was reading. So, yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's some people speculating or wondering if we're going to get a, a Kate Bishop appearance in this series. Maybe. Have there been any, because you guys check the news sites more often than I do, has there been any kind of backlash or anything about having a young Avengers team, or do people generally either seem on board with it or not talk about it? Nothing much about a young Avengers team. This series itself is being um, critic-bombed on uh, a few of the different spots because, well, you know. Fragile masculinity? Yeah, yeah. The, the internet can't, you know, uh, we can't have somebody, we can't have a new series or anything starring, um, starring well, a woman or a girl, let alone let be Muslim. Uh-huh. Oh my God, that's so uh-huh. far away. That's as far away from a, a, a straight white male as you can get. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, but we they were getting the same kind of pushback for. Uh, 
Revo too in in Obi Wan, weren't they? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, it's actually worse because yeah. she was getting harassed herself. Like, as yeah. far as Aww. I know, I haven't heard anybody actually reaching out and harassing this the young actor uh, who's playing. God, I hope not. I hope, she's but like so in sweet. a sad way, I hope she's not on social media. Yeah. Like I, I just like the the amount of bullshit she would have to put up with. Like starting with the fact that she's a teenage girl to begin with. Yeah. Now adding in like the fact that you're a teenage girl in a Marvel property. Oh. Yeah, like it, it's or have a handler you do all your stuff for you. Yeah. Like you just, don't look at just, your social media. <laughs> her like she does not need it. Like yeah. quite frankly, like it would, unless she is very, very secure with herself. She's <laughs> well, Canadian too, isn't she? It, yeah, from Mark. From yeah. Mark. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the stories about how you know how much into Marvel fandom she actually already is? About how yeah. she yes. is tweeting Kevin Feige saying, "No, the MCU is not the six one six because that's <laughs> the comic book universe." <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I there's think, a there's a little five minute thing on Disney Plus about like the making of the show, and she talks all about that. And it, it, there's even a picture of her in like her own Ms. Marvel costume. Yes. Yeah, but she That's wore great. to school, and people thought she was the Flash. Oh. <laughs> she uh she apparently her comic shop of choice is Heroes World. Yes. Now, out in the kind of Markham Scarberia, yeah. like on that borderline well, there. It's, that's where she's from, so. Yep, yeah. and decent shot. It was just, it was, um, I, I don't know if it's Disney put it out. I've just seen the image of it is it's one of those things of, I'm not sure if Disney put it out or if it was like a uh, Toronto magazine or something like that. There's like a one page thing of like stuff that she likes in her area and like where she likes to her favorite place for like food and like her favorite the, like bubble tea place and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And well, Heroes World was in there. I, I, I nice saw that to somewhere it. too. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I don't know where it originated though, is the only thing. But, the uh, internet makes it so easy to stalk people. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's it's slightly off topic is I read an article like that once with, um, oh, what was her name? She was on much music for a while and then she was a host of E-Talk Daily. And she's um, she's married to Dallas Green from Alexis on Fire and City in Color. And it was one of those it was one of those like things where it's like, what's your favorite restaurant and all this sort of stuff? And I'm reading it. I'm like. Oh, okay. She lives in a, like a five block radius of this place here, because <laughs> I just happened to know all the places she was talking about. Right. And I'm like, okay, like I like if I hung around those two blocks long enough, I'd figure out where they'd live pretty easy. But mm. yeah, well, I'm it, now it's even got to be easier though. Like I'm sure, like if you a uh, five ten minute search of internet. You could pay, figure out like where her family lives, which is kind of scary and completely okay, nobody, off topic. Nobody <laughs> do, do that. that. Anybody Don't who's listening that. to this, do not stalk people. No, famous <laughs> or otherwise, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So okay. the first episode's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm really it, looking nice forward to setup. It. Mm-hmm. 
I, I am very intrigued of who ends up being the villain in this, unless it's society. That would actually yeah. kind of be nice in some ways. If it was society is like kind of the bad guy in all this. Yeah, it may not yeah. be like a big bad. It's just, you know, but maybe she starts just fighting some random crimes in her neighborhood, right? And then it's just her having to deal with her family and people and society. Yeah. Coming to terms with her new powers and learning how to manage them and mm-hmm. figure out where they came from. Like, you don't need to have a villain. That that would be Because how, how many episodes is it, is it supposed to be? Six. Yeah, see, that's enough for six episodes. We shall see. Yeah, I'm excited for more. It is very good. Yes, I do look forward to more. There hasn't really been any uh, Marvel or um, Star Wars show that's come out recently where I've been like, eh, I've seen one episode, I'm good. (laughs) Well, I mean, Boba Fett wasn't great. Yeah, but I still wanted to watch it. Mostly because, honestly, <laughs> it wasn't great. I agree with you, but I still wanted to watch it because I wanted to know the history of the Sand People. Oh. I was very interested in their culture. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Oh, I saw a video of um, Boba Fett and, uh, and um, what's her name, wandering around Galaxy's Edge now. Yes, oh, but neat. only cool. in California. Only in California, yes. Because they because they have to keep the timeline intact in the Florida parks because of Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so does that mean we're going to California? California. I do enjoy the Disneyland parks out I have the- never been to Cal to the parks in California. Oh, you should go to California. It's great. They also have I Avengers. Have- oh, that's news that I missed too. Did you see the news yeah. from Avengers Campus yesterday? No. The Spider Man robot crashed. Oh, oh no. That's not the first time though. Uh it's the f- well, it, it, it crashed in public. No, oh, oh. So the video that you and I have seen, Ryan. Yeah. Is fake. Which one? The video of the, the robot crashing, like, as it does the flip and, it's like, splats aside uh, the wall. Oh, right. Yeah. Been a that long is time since fake. I've seen that. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. that, that was completely faked. Whoever it, whoever did it did a really good job, but I saw, like, the, the thing for it. And, like, yeah, that didn't happen. But, like, it doesn't surprise me that... I think that's the thing is like we all just assume it's going to happen at some point. It got tangled up in its cable oh. is what happened. And it did it in front of guests yesterday. <laughs> so uh, can I tell a story that's similar to that? Please. We've got some tw- time. So I'm not going to mention names. I I know this person doesn't listen to the show at all anyways. A girl I went to high school with was uh, for a summer or two was in the mascot one of like one of the mascot costume people at Wonderland. Uh huh. And I I want to say she was in a Barney Rubble costume. She explained this. Um, the way that the heads in those at the time maybe they're different now or they've been changed or whatever. Basically, you. In order to sort of stabilize the head, it was there's like kind of like a hard hat underneath that's sort of like wired into the mascot part of the head. 
That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, though, everybody hated the Barney Rubble costume, if it was Barney. It could have been Barney or Fred. It, It was definitely a Flintstone. Okay. This particular costume, nobody wanted to use because the hard hat wasn't like it wasn't wired in tight enough. There was too much movement in it and it would throw you off if you were doing like the reason she was in it was like there was it was a dance thing that they had to do with like the kids or something like that. Okay, so they're they're at Wonderland. She's doing this little like one of those little shows that they do throughout the park from time to time or they did at the time. And during the dance part, she jumped up, and I guess the 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 helmet kind of slipped up and came down with enough force that it knocked her out. Oh! No. And then the head kind of came off the costume. So a bunch of these children are just watching Barney Rubble decapitate <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Like it, it wasn't like like she was out for minutes or anything. Like it was like one of those like she she was out for like a couple seconds and then like yeah. came to and realized the horror of what had just occurred. Right. Uh, that's funny. Crazy. <laughs> Everybody I know who ever worked at Wonderland has some good stories, but that I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah, that sounds it sounds very plausible too. Hmm. Oh, she wasn't one to make up shit. Like, I have no doubt that it happened. It's just <laughs> kind of funny. Like, like she did, like, she didn't even say anything about the kids or anything. I'm just assuming because, <laughs> what, like, watching, like, a three-year-old watch this would probably be nuts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, poor traumatized children. Poor traumatized children. Eh, they got an ice cream and got over it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so, um, that's uh, kind of it for this week. I think so. I think that's yeah. enough. It, except for uh, Geek Picks. Ooh. Anyone want to go first? I shall. I have been listening to the Marvel podcast. I just finished Black Widow. Uh, quite another good story. Susan Sarandon as the Black Widow. Quite uh, quite cool. But currently, Jen, I'm listening to the Unbeatable Squirrel Girls call-in radio show. Oh, that's so great. Geek that was going to be my geek pick. <laughs> it can still be your geek pick. That's good, We've never had a rule about doubles. <laughs> it's yeah, fantastic, it, isn't it's it? I've so listened fun. to it twice. <laughs> so fun. Did you uh, figure out who the villain was before the end? I have no got spoilers. to the end yet, so oh. no, I haven't. Uh, how far in are you, uh, Kevin? Episode six or so, I think. Okay, so you're you're almost done then. I'm almost to the end. Yeah. It's so good. So speaking of that podcast, I was going to bring it up as like my almost geek pick. My favorite part, of, like I liked the whole show. But my favorite, like, sort of gag that they do is yeah. old man Magneto calling yes. into the Charles? show. Charles? I know you can hear me, Charles. <laughs> Send your students over to trim my hedges. <laughs> <laughs> but don't send Scott. 
Scott just burns them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, it's so good. I really hope they do more. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they haven't announced another um, another podcast series yet. I don't think have they. I don't know. Not that I've heard. No. It's so good. Has anyone listened to the Batman one that's on Spotify? Uh, One of our customers told me that it is great. So I I might add it to uh, next. Yeah. All right. Good choice. Uh, Well, maybe you should explain it because we just all basically talked over it. (laughs) Well, basically the premise of the Squirrel Girl um, podcast is that she and her friends have a po- have a uh, a radio call in show uh, from their college radio station, Empire State University, and people call in with problems. And there's a recurring villain that steals um, art. He just goes by Fine Art, and uh, yeah, uh, it's just it's silly and wacky. And I love um, I love Brain Drain. Oh, I love yeah. his brain drains haiku corner. I think that's very <laughs> funny. Uh, and uh, the fact that Tippy Toe is a is a character on the radio show <laughs> is yep. is nice and silly and fun. I it's just good silly old style Marvel fun. Yeah. And Nancy, and- I also quite like Nancy. She doesn't yeah. have powers, but they like her anyway. <laughs> She's the super producer. Yes. Uh, so now are all these characters you're more familiar with Squirrel Girl and I am Jen. Are all these characters from the comics, Koi Boy and Chipmunk yep. Hunk? Yep. They are all in the comics. Um and Brain Drain and Nancy, they're all all from the comics. Okay. So definitely if you've read the comics, it kind of adds a little bit more to it, I think, a little. Maybe not a ton, but um you know me, I'm always an advocate for reading Squirrel Girl comics. In fact, mm-hmm. I think I might go through and reread them all because uh, I've forgotten a bunch of it. And now Brent wants to reread them <laughs> or read them for the first time. <laughs> uh, well, I've read I've read chunks of them. I'm not yeah. sure if I ever read the entire series all the way through. So Yeah. The voice cast is pretty great on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Paul Shearer as Spider-Man. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, he, he didn't really suit me as, as Spider-Man. He, to me, he sounded a little too old. I hate to say it that way, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Spider-Man, to me, should sound more like Squirrel Girl, like that age. Yeah, but in the if it's in the comic book universe, he, shouldn't, he should be older. Yeah, I know, but that, that's just a personal thing. But I also love uh, the reoccurring character of uh, Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Tis very good. That is why it was my geek pick. All righty. And mine, so you can skip me. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, well, my geek pick, uh, well, you know, there's a crisis happening in the DC comics again. No, when isn't there a crisis happening? <laughs> exactly. You sound like me now when somebody mentions Batman. <laughs> so the first issue of DC comics, dark crisis, uh, hit the bookshelves this past week. 
And really, if you are interested in reading this, then I would recommend going back and picking up uh, issue 75 of Justice League, where which is the death of the Justice League, air quotes, around death. And then pick up the zero issue of the Road to Dark Crisis, right. which is a little anthology, like those mini stories, giving you a little feedback, a little you know kind of filler between the two, between the uh, uh, issue seventy five of Justice League and issue one of Dark Crisis, because um, it plants a few seeds for some things that end up starting to happen in this one, and. Um, no big spoiler or anything, but if you're a Teen Titan, it looks like it's not going to be good times for you. Mm, that's not mm. good. Especially if your name happens to be Beast Boy. No, oh. no not Beast Boy. I love Beast Boy. Tune in into issue two to find out more on what happens. Have you been watching Young Justice, Ryan? Yes, I have been, and I love Young Justice. I hate that it's on at like eight o'clock on Sunday nights, and we only get one episode, and we're way behind with the aired in the states. Because I can well, find little, there's a a YouTube channel that will that puts clips, so I've seen clips that make me way ahead of what I'm actually watching. But I I'm love up, that show; it's so I'm, good. I'm three episodes from the end because I've been watching oh. it via sources. But I was I watched a spoil I saw a spoiler about how it ends and I'm shocked and I haven't been able to find a place to watch the last couple of episodes <gasps> yet. Oh and, no! And I'm yeah. So we'll need to talk. We need yeah, we need we, to find we, we, just, we can talk we can talk after. Because yeah, I've I've probably seen those same spoilers. It's one of those, I haven't seen episodes, but I've seen enough clips from things to know what's coming, and yeah. Interesting stuff on that show. Yeah. It is still, I still say it's the best DC Comics cartoon on right now. Oh, it really is. Glad you put that qualifier on there. Although I haven't been (laughs) watching, um, I haven't been watching Harley Quinn, that's really the only one there is, isn't there, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I know Brent. Well, everybody still loves Batman the animated series. Yeah, but that's the greatest Batman cartoon. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I'd what? say Justice League Unlimited is the best DC cartoon. Yeah, yeah. but that's because you haven't watched Young Justice enough. Yeah, well, Young Justice. I think if you watched, if you sat down and actually watched all the seasons of Young Justice, you may be like, mm, okay, maybe it's like a young. Know, you may still love Justice League, but like the stories and the overall—they're a little more serious, a little more you know, adulty, or not just like I don't know. I just, yeah. And they go deep with character references on that yeah. show. Yeah, but does the question show up? Was there a question episode? The the question shows up uh, in uh, Justice was... League Unlimited. Yes, yeah. she does. And that he is does. what Brent bases everything on, whether or not yeah. the question is in it. <laughs> we get new gods. Okay. New gods. All right. All right. We have like three, a three or four, three or four episode arc on, uh, on in Supertown with the new gods and and and, and Orion and. Yes, the <laughs> summit, the summit between the Justice League, the new gods, and the, and the uh, Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lanterns. Yeah. 
where then uh, there's a giant creature thing that gets awoken and almost destroys the the, the yeah the new god's homeworld. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Yep. Alrighty. Well, yes. Fine. So yes, <laughs> even though we talked about Young Justice that whole time, which is I, I will always recommend it. Uh, I say go out buy a comic book and read. DC Dark, comics Dark Crisis. <laughs> and read whatever it was we were talking about before this tangent. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just said things were bad for a Teen Titan, and yeah. it reminded me of Young Justice. Yes, I know. It was a good. It was a good tangent. It was a good tangent. <laughs> All right, what's your, your geek pick? I'm going with a comic book because it was a comic book that impressed me a lot and I wasn't expecting anything from it. Poison, Poison Ivy? Ivy number one. Oh, I saw it read mine, but you sold it on me. You sold me on it. I bought it. Came out this week. Wasn't real. I was expecting like, you know, kind of standard DC anti-hero kind of stuff. Like not bad, just not like really anything I'm into. But because of my job, I have to read, like, it, at the very least, I read every number one that comes out. But uh-huh. I try to read pretty much everything that comes out in the week. And it by far was the best comic that came out this week. Really? And and it's a week where, like, Twig number two came out, and it was really good. And there was a bunch of other things. But I think it's Crisis was, number one. Eh, that was all right. I know, but it came out. Yeah, it came out. Um, in well, the one we didn't read was the uh, the Fortnite book that came out that that so many people came in for. Do we even have any copies of that left in the store? There was one when I left yesterday. Oh, jeez, yes. Yeah, so uh, apparently, we have more coming in. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Okay. And given how well it's selling, but yep. I don't blame them. Um, yeah, it's so. Due to things that have happened in the Bat books, um, Poison Ivy is going on her own for a little bit and, again, sort of wreaking havoc with the world of man for our environmental follies. But this is, like, this is different in the fact that um, the best way I can kind of explain it is Poison Ivy, is like, this first issue is, like, a Cronenbergian body horror book really yeah like it's it's really cool and not what i was expecting at all huh wait i don't understand what do you mean by that um uh i don't want to say too much more because ryan hasn't read it yet so i'll tell you off off mic okay but it, it it's it's more of a horror comic than it is like superheroes there's no capes or anything to be found, but and like the path of destruction that Poison Ivy is currently like carving is pretty disturbing. Hmm. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Also written by uh, G. Willow Wilson, who is one of the co-creators of Ms. Marvel. Ah. So interesting timing on that one this week from DC, but. Um, yeah, it's a really good book, and I hope people check it out because it's not what I it's it's definitely not what I expect from a mainline DC book. It, Black mm-hmm. Label, yeah, maybe, but not like their main continuity. And and that makes it kind of cool. 
like just because wasn't expecting it at all. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we get anywhere, uh, go anywhere, I should say. Uh, let's do some shout outs to our patrons. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying attention, I swear. All right, so so everybody knows we do have a Patreon. You can access it at patreon.com slash true north nerds. And for a low monthly donation of three dollars, you can uh help us out with the show. Um any money that uh, we earn through our Patreon is going towards, you know, as Brent likes to put it, keeping the lights on for this podcast, for hosting and, you know, uh, our theme song and uh, that kind of fun stuff. So we would like to shout out a thank you to our seven patrons. We have Rex, uh, Gavin, uh, Mike Hammond, Team Woods, who are also responsible for our wonderful truenorthnerds.com website. Uh, Alex James, Ryan O'Vision, and Karina. So thank you very much, all of you, for your uh, contributions to our Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. I would also like to give a uh, another shout-out. Um, if you go over to the True North Nerds uh, Facebook page, you should be able to find a, a bit of a mini-review from one of our listeners of the new uh, uh, Jurassic Park movie. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the Julian? It's posted in the group right now, unless oh, we went and shared it in not the, on the uh, main page. Well, no, oh. because only we can post on the main page. Ah, gotcha. Can we so, share it to the other yeah. page so that yeah, everybody because, can see it? Yeah, because we're, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, All so right. Julian. Julian is a uh, a newer listener to the show, uh, and he is a uh, customer at uh, Big B, and he uh, decided to throw up uh, a Jurassic World review. There's no spoilers in it, so if you want to go in, he's got some tips about what you should watch before you go see the movie, and uh, overall, it looks like he kind of enjoyed it. Excellent. Oh. And so, uh, the thing is... Is I don't know how far Julian Julian is the listener who uh, started listening to us recently, but went back from like episode one. Oh, and so I don't quite know how <laughs> far he is yet. So he might not hear this thank you until like a year and a half. <laughs> I'll be sure to mention it to him when I see him in store on Wednesday. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for him for going back and listening to everything. That, he's, that's a, quite he's a not the only one either. There's Ooh. another customer from the store who uh, started listening. Um, I don't know if he'll make it this far, but uh, Jason Arnold is a, another guy who... Uh, Started listening to the show, uh, started from episode one, and is working his way through. So Gluttons for punishment, they are. Yeah, yeah cool. it took us a while to get our stride, so please don't judge us too harshly on the first couple episodes. <coughs> the, the only <laughs> thing that I'm kind of curious about is, like, we keep saying, like, oh, it gets better. We now have two test cases that, like, when they get to that point, can go, like, no, it didn't. <laughs> it never got any better. <laughs> Oh, I th- I think at least I I feel like I've gotten better. <laughs> Insert crickets, cricket, cricket. Yeah, shut up, Ryan. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
Alrighty, that's it for this episode. Uh, join us in two weeks for we'll we'll be able to talk about the end of Kenobi, and uh, it's a little bit Miss more Miss Marvel. And is there any movies in there? Um, Jurassic World. I don't know. I I still want to see Jurassic World, and I still want to see Top Gun, but I don't know when that's happening. And the Lightyear comes out very soon too. Mm, mm. True. I want to see that mostly for the robotic cat. <laughs> Brent wouldn't let me buy a toy of it when we were in the states because apparently I've got my my toy from Captain Marvel, my toy cat from Captain Marvel, and that's a, that's enough. <laughs> Never have too many toy cats from movies. <laughs> I would say that would be true, except for the amount of other toys that she has. Yeah, well, look yeah. who's talking, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say hot meat kettle. Yes. This is why is we're so good true. together, or arguably not good, not or arguably we shouldn't be together. Because as, as I told another customer at the store, mutually assured destruction. Yes. <laughs> we should have worked that into our vows. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening, and we will be back in two weeks. Until then, uh, take care of yourselves as much as you can. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.